Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm you to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. (laughs) (laughs) That sums up my cold, I think. (laughs) So how are you this week? Well, well, listeners, I had a cold a few weeks ago. As you know, it's been going on and I was coming to the end of it. And I was over at someone's house who was just starting with the cold, who we thought had caught the cold from me, to be fair. So I was like, nah, that's fine. No, no, this must have been a new cold because I have a cold again. It's like just being back at square one. I've got a blocked nose. I've got a cough. I'm on the Lemsips constantly. I'm tired. I feel rough. And you've had to watch Revenge of the Cyberman. Oh, and I've had to watch Revenge of the Cyberman. This has just been a nightmare for us to sort out. This is like attempt three. Technical issues as well. Um, so. I can't remember anything about it anymore. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, this will be a str- I mean, it would have been a struggle anyway, but now with all this extra stuff. It's been a, like, I'd watched it and we were going to record and then we had technical things. We had really tried to abandon it. I was like, I need to like, I'll have to get my whole computer fixed, I think. And then I did. And then we just tried again a few days later. Still wasn't working. We're now on Zoom doing it, and that seems to, I think we've figured it out. Well, hopefully. I'm so dosed up on Lemsip, and I cannot breathe out my nose. Oh, no. Well, my blood sugar was 19 about <laughs> 15 minutes ago. <laughs> what? Like, what is going on? What season are we in? 12. I feel like season 12. Season 11 and 12 have been, like, the sick episodes. Because, like, I COVID in 11 and stuff, and then, like, I've pretty much been ill the whole time of this season. Yeah, you have, actually. Yeah, you, I thought I was going to be better. I was supposed to be better. Okay, well, let, let's start going through and we'll see what we can remember. So. FML. Right, well, we're back on Nerva Beacon. Yay. <laughs> That's where we are. That's the centre. We're on the medical bay of Nerva Beacon. I'm visiting you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's where we are because, well, actually, no, that's very apt because there's a plague going round <laughs> and everybody's ill. Yeah. They've come back and everyone's ill. Yeah. Yeah. So you've caught, unfortunately, you've caught the plague, everyone. Yeah. Story so, of um, my life. I'm playing with them cybermats. How have you, COVID, sorry, just because we haven't talked about COVID for a bit. How have you still not got COVID, Mark? Well, I haven't really been out. It's not fair. I d- I've I had know, COVID and two colds. You're yeah, happy as Larry cold. over there. Anyway, anyway, well, I'll, I'll start and talk about Revenge of Cybermen, give you a little bit of a rest while you <laughs> have your little sip. So actually, so Revenge of the Cybermen, yeah, not an amazing story. I'm not expecting you to say you're going to love this. This was the very first story that came out on video in like the 80s, and then it got re-released again in the 90s. I never had it, though. I didn't get it until it got re-released again towards the end in like 2000s. On video or DVD? On video. And I have a very vivid memory of watching this. It's like a Sunday morning. I watched two episodes. And I remember this because after I watched those two episodes, I had to go out flyering for my school farm. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. So we had this, long story short, we had a little farm unit on our school, like cows and chickens and stuff. And they wanted to do a fundraising thing. And this is back in the day before, well, you know, internet was early days. So the idea was everyone who worked on the farm was given a map of like where they lived. Like, so we had one of the village and we were given flyers to go around, post them all in our local area, like a, a radius and then you'd come back like a week later and ask for money. You know, like sort of like Christian Aid where they put the... Yeah, yeah. Thing. It was that kind of fundraising thing. And I remember... A classic. I had, to go, I had to go with Tracy, who lived over the road near me, who also went on the farm, Tracy. Um, and yeah, I remember watching these two episodes and then going and, and thinking, oh, I've got to go flyering. And we just went around flyering. Like, we were like... I don't know, 14, 15. I don't think you'd send kids out doing that nowadays. No. Because then, the week later, we were expected to go and knock on everybody's doors and ask for the money. But that's what you used to do. And then Tracy's mum said she wasn't allowed to, so I had to go on my own and knock on the door. (laughs) I don't blame Tracy's (laughs) mum. I don't blame Tracy's mum. Tracy's mum must have known something. Well, also, this I'm going to dedicate Revenge of the Cybermen to Tracy because <laughs> I just get this story out of the way before we start. Oh God, here we go. It, it's just always mixed up. Um, but not long after that, after I finished watching Revenge of the Cybermen, um, Tracy, uh, she was in my class at school and uh, she started talking to uh, this guy on MSN chat. Oh right? She was like, I know, maybe it was a few months later, sort of like 16 ish. I remember her talking about it in drama class and all this stuff. And then she came and she did a shift at the co-op with me. She got a job at the co-op yeah. and she did a Friday night shift. Uh, and then she was, that was her first shift. I trained her on the till. Of course. And then, because she lived near me, we always used to walk home from school together. She was like opposite me. Um, and she was supposed to work on the Saturday morning at eight o'clock the next day. So we're walking home on this Friday night uh, and I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. And she's like, no, you won't. I'm like, what? Oh my God. She's like, I'm running away to Leeds. Oh, my God. This guy that I've met on MSN. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? And I was like, okay. See oh, you. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I'll see you in a couple of years. In a couple of years? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she ran away. And so I was like, oh, I, I don't know. It's always... I got Revenge of the Cybermen video sort of around all this time. So that's why it reminds me. So I looked up when it was, and it was actually 2002 because I've got an email, right? So Tracy ran away. But she was sensible, okay? It wasn't, it was okay. She was. She ran up to Leeds. She checked herself into the nearest police station and said, I'm here, I'm safe. Don't tell anyone, like my family, where I am. I'm staying with this guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hang on, you've got a shocked face. So then I was looking up on my old I'm emails. I've got, an email. I've got an email from Tracy's mum, right? Which I'm going to read. She sent it out to everyone. She says, hi, I don't know who you are, but I'm Tracy's mother. Tracy has run away from home with Paul. I believe she's in Leeds. She has reported to a police station there. She will not give an address of where she can be found. I'm desperate. And a friend gave me her password to MSN, which I now have your email address from. Please, can you help me find my daughter? I'm desperate. This is my last hope of finding my daughter. Please, please help. I mean, I don't blame Tracy's (laughs) mum. I do not blame Tracy's mum. Okay, but also, can I just say, she came in a few years later to the co-op with her mum. Everything was fine. She's still with this guy. She's got a couple of kids. Okay. She's very happy. It all worked out fine. Okay. What was I like? <laughs> oh my gosh, poor Tracy's mum. Though, what a what a trauma. But I did email her back and said, I know she's gone up to Leeds, and 
his family's all right with it and she's safe and everything. So, um, yeah, there we go. Dedicated to Tracy this episode. It's all worked out and she was fine and she was sensible. And he's 16-year-olds listening to this, so that's not always the case. Stranger danger, okay? Stranger danger. I know, it was, yeah, when you think about it back then. But we were all the same age back then, so... But we don't know that, Mark. You You do not know that. You do not know that. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, there Stranger we go. danger, okay? Just remember yeah. that. Stranger danger. I can't link that into Revenge of the Scythemen particularly, but um, <laughs> there we are. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's, wow. That's, <laughs> so that's the, the memory that comes up for this particular episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so Revenge of the Cybermen, yeah, not the best, really. It's Well, we're back on Nerva. How do you feel about being back on Nerva? It kind of feels a little bit like um, it's not the same, but you know when they were just stuck on Earth and everything was happening the same, we're just sort of roaming around a little bit. So they had the time ring from um, Genesis of the Daleks because the TARDIS has been left on Nerva Beacon, so they've got to go back. Um, but we are thousands of years actually in the past. I think I messaged you and said it was the future, but sorry, it's the past. So Vira and Noah and all that are are not here yet. It hasn't been used as that cryogenic thing. It's like a military-based type thing at the moment. So they've kept the same set. They've just sort of painted it grey instead of white. And we go straight into this plague. Everybody's dead. Great start. <laughs> I mean... It's <laughs> like <laughs> everything sounds really... With this cold, everything's just going to sound worse. I'm sorry, everyone. Also, this was not great. <laughs> This is just going to be a struggle. I'm really glad that we've had that story about Tracy. It was Tracy. Oh, my gosh, my memory. It was Tracy, wasn't it? You just said her name. It was Tracy, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's all very, it's grey. Everyone's in beige. Um, The music. The music Uh, is awful. The music is awful. He's like, uh, uh. nothing annoyed me more than the music, actually. I was like, who chose this music? It's, yeah, it's not the usual composer, I don't think. I think they're trying something different and it doesn't work. It doesn't doesn't work in any way. I don't know. It sort of lacks excitement. I mean, it It likes anything. It's terrible. It doesn't (laughs) fit in any way. Like, there'll be a scene and be some sort of drama. It's like, Like, what is this music? It's, there's no tension. There's no. There's no suspense. There's no intrigue. It's just like some weird, de- sad, depressing plodalog. I, I do like them coming back to Nerva Beacon, and actually, I think Sarah mentions when they come back. Oh, we've been away for about a couple of weeks. So, Ark in space, Sontaran experiment, Genesis of the Daleks, and now here. That's been about two weeks, and they're all in the same clothes. Can I just say? <laughs> Well, Harry is, at least. Yeah. Right. Sarah did get changed. She's in her cargo outfit, isn't she? So. Yeah, I mean, so poor old Harry going around in the same suit for two weeks <laughs> on all these adventures. <laughs> like, So we meet a couple of our, our characters. So I've got Kelman is a bit of a villain. Now, I never really liked him. He looks He's the one that looks like me when I'm older. <laughs> true, true. So true. Actually, looks a bit like me now. I'm, now I'm sunburned a bit. He does look a bit like me. Blonde hair. That's all you need. 
so yeah. Hey, I, fancy I dress? Like... We know you're going as. Yeah, I could be. I could be Kelman, but um, no, I just don't like him. Um, he's but a no, funny that's, one that's though my... because he's a villain, but even as when he isn't the villain, you don't know if he's good. Like I never believe him as being because you know they sort of paint him as a bad guy. He's all in like a different. He's in black clothing to sort of indicate that he's different, you know. And then it turns out that actually he's been trying to help and stuff. Well, I don't know sure if he has. No, I don't think he's been working with the Cybermen, hasn't he? So I thought that as well, but I don't think it is. I well, maybe we're wrong. I understood it as like they thought that he was working with what's this other race again? Vogons. Vogons. I think they thought he was working with the Cybermen because the rocket was coming all that, but actually he was working with the Vogons. And that's why he wanted to go and talk to that leader and stuff. It was like, and there's that, there's the two Vogue. Then it gets confusing because then there's two sets of Vogons that are also in argument with each other, aren't they? There's one that's like, no, we need to be underground. We need to be quiet, the old one. And then there's this newer one that's like, no, why are we hiding underground? And this guy's been working with that one about trying to get them out in the world and like. Um, I mean, I couldn't tell you if that was right or not, but it sounds right. <laughs> but that's how I... It's not very clear because it's so boring, but that's how I sort of understood it. I understood it as like, you think that he's working with the Cybermen and sending... But actually, he's not. He's working with the Vogons and he's working with the Rebellion Vogons, not the older ones. And yeah... Because he, he goes down and he's like, we need to talk. And he's like, no, they're coming. They're coming early. And he says, well, he comes down and he's like, trying to help them along. But he's on their side, the rebellion ones, not the ones that have been living longer and are like, no, we need to stand around. We're safer and stuff. I'm not sure why the Nerva Beacon is there where the planet is in the first place or they just come across the planet because it's a planet of gold. And this is where we find out. It's never been mentioned before that Cybermen are allergic to gold. This is a new concept yeah and the doctor says it like he's always known it and it's always been the case this has never come up before yeah all those times they could have just got some gold yeah yeah <laughs> or like he said it in like such a like well, say, uh, yeah well they're you know perfect uh yeah very odd so what, what do you think of the vogons the old one was bless him the not the he, he was having issues with his costume well there's quite a few different Old ones. There's an old, like the grand high old one. Him. Is, is played by our favourite, Mavic Chen. Really? I think he was having trouble with the mouth because he was the hardest to distinguish. The other ones, they, their mouths moved more. You could hear what they were saying. He was a little bit, and I don't know whether it's just because like his, he had more like maybe more facial stuff to make him appear older and stuff, but he was struggling more. Another one was played by this guy who played Davros last week as well. Ah. But no, their, their masks aren't the best. They're not. They're not the worst. We've had worse. They do move. I don't know. It just adds to all of the beige. You know, I, know, I know it's supposed to be sort of like gold and everything's gold, but it seemed just more beige, a more beige, a more rock, a more just. It wasn't that visually interesting, even though they really tried. To, you know, it's a planet of gold. They could have gone proper all out. Yeah. But it's more, it was more just like mud. <laughs> yeah, you know, I agree with you there. And it was really hard. Like I said, like, there was the two sort of like the rib- 
rebellion ones and I'm saying it like that, but they were really hard to distinguish who was what. And I guess that's kind of on purpose, so they don't have to like double up on actors and things like that. But you're not really interested in them standing there arguing for a long time. There's a lot of that. And like they're getting captured by different people. And I was like, I don't know whose side is like what side's what here. Yeah, so I wasn't really interested in that. I didn't really follow it. There's a lot of location stuff in the caves. That looks Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, that's Wookie Hole. Where's what? That's Wookie Hole in um I think it's near like Somerset or somewhere like that. It's quite a famous place. It's a famous hole. Yeah, you can visit it now. It's probably exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I but I don't like they're down there, but it they've all these but then the costumes aren't interesting and they've just got these standard guns which are just like bullety guns they're not like spacey or anything interesting no the and best bit was the cyberman's bullet guns in their heads which i think we knew yeah but i didn't really like i think i thought that was a bit of a silly i quite like that i was like that's new <laughs> but then i didn't i don't like these cybermen particularly well because their their voice isn't particularly interesting no this was hard okay well i'll carry on going through my notes okay and comment as things happen so Harry, Harry gets to do some medical stuff. He's helping out with the plague. Yeah, that was and, good. And, and he goes like and saves so. Sarah. And yeah, and Sarah catches up. She, there's like a video thing. She gets engrossed. She catches up with the news because obviously, being a journalist, she wants to see what's going on. He's a journalist. Um, and then you see a cyber mat. Yeah, now then. I didn't know it was a cyber mat. <laughs> I thought it was a cyber snake. <laughs> They so they again they've changed the design probably not for the better. No, because I love the Cybermats. I did not yeah, enjoy they, these ones. I think these are supposed to you know those little like bug things you get them silver bugs you get in your carpet or whatever sometimes. What? Or a bit like that. You know the silver they're like silverfish insects. You don't really see them. Around. Oh those to, yeah 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 but like massive. I feel like you used to see them a lot but I, I don't really see. No, them I know what you mean that oh, yeah. They're sort of like that. <laughs> You said it in such like you know the ones you you made it just sound so every day. <laughs> no, that's not the ones you get in your carpet. What? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know what you mean now. Yes, but they yeah they just don't. And it, you know, in the sixties, they had a really cool design that works. Now you know you're ten years later, and it's like actually you've just got worse. What works about the cybermats before is that they were small and compact. It made sense that they hadn't seen these things. That thing is massive. How have they missed people being attacked by that? And poor old Sarah, when she's getting attacked by it, she's got to pretend and you've got to have this huge plastic thing on you. Yeah. <laughs> she does She does that well, though. She sells it. Um, and then, obviously, the, the pressure is on now because Sarah's been attacked by it. She's got the plague. So the way that the doctor gets rid of it is to transmit her down. Harry takes her down. Uh, to get the stuff out of her, and then uh, and then that's that solves the problem. So then Sarah and Harry are split up quite a lot, and they go off and have their sort of Vogon adventure. I love the little Vogon train that they get put on yes. the little cage. Train. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of cute things like that. I like their like excitement over the gold, and him talking about retiring or or becoming a doctor somewhere, wasn't it? Actually, the Vogons remind me a little bit of the way they're designed. I don't know, you know, like the Roswell aliens. Do you remember them? You know, you know the the real. You know, there's that footage from Roswell. Yeah. They, I don't know. They sort of have that kind of face. Okay. Anyway, made me think. They kind of remind me of Sensorites a bit. 
Yeah, in in the, the the kind of mask. But then when, I like when Sarah and Harry are, you know, they're the ones that go and see them and talk to them and explain and and do all of that stuff while the Doctor's off doing his own thing on on the beacon. I think that gives Sarah and Harry a bit more to do in this, at least. Yes, absolutely. How do you do? Uh, I'm Harry Sullivan, and this is uh... Sarah Jane Smith. What's your mission here? Mission. We don't have any mission. We, we, we just sort of came here by accident, didn't we, Harry? Yes, that's right. It's nothing to do with us, really. Explain. And for their relationship, they, yeah, I like their, the way that they talk to each other and help each other out. I do like their banter. It's good. There's a bit of action. The Cybermen don't seem that threatening. No. No, they don't. I mean, they've stuck some bombs onto people and they're basically on a ship. Yeah. And then they've sent them down. It was really hard to follow as well. There was a lot of different storylines going on at the same time because you've got, like, the internal politics. Like you say, they were being captured by different people, Harry and Sarah, you know, so you're following that and they're almost having to repeat, right, this is what, you know. And then the politics upstairs with the Cybermen and and also the spacemen and them coming to... And then you've got this guy, what side is he on? Like, there's a lot of different sides and politics it's really hard to follow it was really boring and not didn't add anything and the people on the ship like the commander and the other guy they weren't interesting characters i wasn't really they didn't stand out they're not memorable to me um i I did like when the doctor and them they had to go down with the bombs on and they're going down there and they're slipping in the mud and they're (laughs) i was like oh no yeah (laughs) but even then like because they got down, and I like that. I was like, well, they'll obviously discuss like how, what we're going to do with the bombs. I honestly can't remember what they did with the bombs. Um, I think there's rock fall and they fall down and they've got the the thing strapped to them. And the doc, and then Harry's like, oh, I'm going to help you, and he goes to unlock it, and he doesn't know it's a bomb, and that's a cliffhanger. That was a yeah, I got that. I like that. They then blow up, don't they? I think they blow up at some point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I miss all that. So. Like, it didn't work as well. Like, do you remember when last week the doctor stood on a landmine and you felt that pressure? If you're going to stick bombs on people and you're trying to get them off without them exploding, I want to feel some sort of pressure. And they were, I like the doctor sort of joking around with Harry, like, you idiot or something, and having a laugh about it. And it got me thinking about how previous doctors would have been like shouting about it like you would do it also you know last doctor would have probably been like ah like you know he used to do with the women and just like belittle them and other characters he probably would have done that but whereas this doctor sort of does but laughs about it he's sort of like yeah and I liked that and I enjoyed that yeah he's still great as the doctor even in such a it is a bad script at the end of the day it really is. Uh, considering we've had such a good, you know, run of stories recently with some good ideas and concepts, it doesn't have like a good, strong concept behind it apart from people are fighting over a planet of gold. Yeah, or like, but there's too much going on because they're fighting over a planet of gold. They're fighting whether they should, they're fighting to destroy a planet of gold and they're fighting to whether they should be out of their universe and if if they're out people will know about the planet of gold so the Cybermen want the just want the planet of gold out of the way in case it's a threat to them yeah like yeah it's not strong enough it's not considering also this was written by the guy that invented the Cybermen as well 
and you know, and we've been waiting for the Cybermen to come back for so long, and they come back with this, and for the first story to be brought out on video. Why choose this one? I mean, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I think I would have preferred it, and there might have been a reason that. But if it had been that the Cybermen were after the gold. Do you know what I mean? So like, because basically they've been dormant for years waiting. And this is the first time that we're not even allergic. But if it had been, imagine that's not the case. Imagine that they're after they want the gold because then, I don't know, it'll make them stronger. They, you know, they're metal. I don't know. So, you know, it makes the quarrel that's happening on the planet of gold a little bit more justified in that the people underground are like, if we keep quiet, no one knows about us we survive and the other rebellious ones are like no we want to have lives and live and they're like people know we're a planet of gold we'll be attacked that was his whole argument his argument was like if people know about us and we exist then we we will be attacked constantly for our gold and the other guy's like but we deserve to live we deserve to have lives it would have been interesting if then they're starting to get attacked by the cybermen for the gold and they can experience what that's like and it might have made them influence their choices it might, but I don't know. It was just, there's just, and then they're like, no, we want to destroy the gold. And then I don't know. There was just like a lot going on. A lot well, going on. At least it was only four. Yes. Thank God. And I really struggled with this. Like, I think I did it over four sittings, actually. Normally I do one, one and two together, and then three and four, and depend how bad it is. But I literally had to split this into four. This was tough. It was, it was. There were, you know, a couple of good bits with the filming and everything. Sarah going onto the boat. Do you see her do that in the little, <laughs> the little escape boat thing? Yeah. Um, and there, there were like, there were some really nice moments. There were some really nice moments between Harry and Sarah. There were some nice moments with the Doctor. But the story was really weak. Well, when she filmed that bit with the boat going on, the stuntman had to jump in and rescue her because she was going toward that. The way it was like this, but the way that the water goat it sort of fell down into like a oh shit a, a, a thing, and she was heading towards it, and the stunt guy had to come and like rescue her. I think they had a few problems filming down there, like someone broke their leg or whatever. Like so, <laughs> and you know what? I haven't told you. So that boat thing uh, reminded me. So yesterday it was a really nice sunny day. I've got burnt. Yeah, classic um, Mark. Walking down by the beach. I don't know why, but decided to get a kayak out to see <laughs> into the sea. This is why you're burnt. This is why you're burnt. This is why I'm burnt. So I've got this thing out. Like, I've never really done that before. And I had a, I had a little life jacket on. And it's like a, you know, like a canoe thing. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do both um, sides. Like... You know, it's not like a pedal thing. It's like a yeah. You yeah, yeah. You've got your you've like got a, your stick, haven't you? To like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like they had in Revenge of the Cybermen. Um, and I was going out, and I went out, and I was thinking, do you know what? I haven't really swum for twenty. I don't know if I can swim, and I'm going really far out to sea. <laughs> Sort of a bit of a panic, and the waves were getting quite big. Oh my god! Well, you have your life jacket on. I know, but then I was thinking, what well, if I fall in? I'll lose my glasses. <laughs> <in the sea." laughs> so I, so I came. I like. I didn't go too far out. Like I didn't really go too far out at all. But it felt very deep, and it felt like very dangerous. <laughs> it probably wasn't. <laughs> 
That's probably partly why I'm burnt. Um, but... Yeah, you have the bloody sea reflecting on your face, so you won't wear sun cream. Because you're ginger, um, but... but you're in denial about the fact that you need sun cream. But it was very um, Revenge of the Cybermen uh, dangerous <laughs> going out on, on there. <laughs> I felt a bit seasick as well after a bit. Of course you did. But it's um it's a shame. And it is the last um story of the season. No. Gosh, I didn't know that. So it's left with I mean, we skip right to the end, really. I mean, the only other thing is it's, it gets even worse towards the end where that rocket's coming down. I don't know. You saw the with the standard effects. I had new special effects on the Blu-ray, but it's that um it's someone um, you know when they you see oh, the, yeah, the rocket looks heading awful. towards the planet, heading towards the planet, and it's just someone with like a barrel rolling it around, making it a little. Uh, I mean, it's not oh, even right. like the conclusion. It's not that exciting. Um, I liked Harry talking to the Vogons at the you know helping out and stuff, but apart from that, they get in, and then the Doctor's got someone from the Brigadier, and in the they get the TARDIS back finally. And yeah, yeah, go. and off they go. It's, it's not. I, I didn't really realize cool. that was the last of the season. That is not and a great that, ending. And yeah, it's not a good return for the Cybermen. It's not. You know, we've had Cybermen stories have been quite good that we've had. You know. Yeah, maybe it's because they're few and far between as well. Well, you'd think after all these years, first time Cybermen in color, they're going to do something. You know, yeah. it's what, like four Cybermen just, and they're not. They just feel like somebody's walking around in in a wobbly helmet. Yeah, they're not great. They're not great. There's just no threat. You just don't feel the threat of them. That's what it is, isn't it? It's not. I in the whole time it it was more it was more boredom than threat throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and it's not like anyone's acting really bad or anything. There's just nothing there for them to. You do, or they're fighting through these Vogon masks, or you know the uh, the Doctor Sarah and Harry come out the best in this. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, that's a disappointment. I, even I haven't got anything else to say about this story. That's, it is what <laughs> it is. just like, nope. <laughs> it is what it is sometimes. But actually, it's the first fourth Doctor story that hasn't been great. I mean, I know it's only the first series, but... No, that's, that's you know, we, we have those. You can't have it be a winner every week. No, I mean, it's not a very good one to dedicate to Tracy anyway, really. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She won't know. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be the Doskers next then. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're already at the Doskers. Bloody hell. Yeah, so we'll have to ha- confer uh, and work out our winners. So we'll um we'll probably have a, a week off and then be back for the for the Doskers after this. Um anything you want to happen in the next season? Are you looking f- anything you're looking forward to or uh, not having changed? a cold, but other than yeah, that. Okay. Um okay. No, Harry? I mean I really like this doctor. It's working out well. So I'm looking forward to that continuing. Well, I'll tell you the next uh, title of the next story. Okay. Uh, it's called Terror of the Zygons. Terror of the Zygons. Okay. We'll be doing the Doskers before that, but yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll do the Doskers and then we'll go on to Terror of the Zygons straight into season 13. So yeah, a bit of a dampener for the end of the season, but um, hopefully it will pick up again next next season and we'll be a bit more enthusiastic. Okay, well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And you can, in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at To Watch Who. And you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash To Watch Who. And yeah, listen out for the Doskers very soon. Thank and you to all our supporters as ever. Th- 
thanks for our supporters. And yes, and the Doskers is going to be our 100th episode. So there'll be some special things happening in that episode. Uh, so yay, we will see you then. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> to watch who? 